Coming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Thank you for joining us. You are tuned into episode 157, Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. It's all about two guys who never met in real life. I'm one of those guys, Colin Flynn. I live in Iowa, and my co-host, John M. Craig. Hey, Colin. How's it going, man? It's going, you know. Yeah? Yeah. I, uh, I'm tired, man. Tired. Because, uh... I just drove back from Connecticut two and a half hours. You know, I do that on weekends. So it occurred to me while while the the, the week was going on, and and I saw you uh, uh, talking about something. I don't know where it was at online, or or uh, maybe something you posted on Instagram. But I, I just put the two and two together, and I guess I hadn't figured that out totally. That you and she, she and she and and the are uh, you're two and a half hours apart. So you're also yeah. You, yeah. you're also working a lot. And right. So, right. Um, so you've got this uh, this relationship, which you've described as uh, you'd kind of jumped in. I think you said hot and heavy. Well, I don't. I mean, I I don't know that I said that. I I, I think I said I jumped into the deep end of the deep pool, okay. and then I said uh, it's more like the deep uh, end of the ocean. Um, but we're in it together. Yeah. Okay. So, but I just the, the, you, you don't see each other often, and you're a ways apart. So, um, yeah, way, it's every other weekend essentially. Every other weekend. For the most part. Uh, Last uh, weekend, um, so, you know, my birthday was two weeks ago, my 48th birthday, so Mm -hmm. that was a weekend with her. Uh, This weekend, two weeks later, together. But last Saturday, I happened to go to a friend's 50th uh, uh, birthday uh, celebration, a friend of mine from college, and he lives up in uh, in New Canaan, the same town, uh, the close to. Uh, she he lives real close to where she works, and uh, I decided to pass through the town where she was working and stop at a bookstore and buy my friend a couple of gifts there. And I popped in where she works and said hello. So that was like we didn't spend time together, but we saw one another. So. In an ideal, uh, in an ideal world, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm just trying to figure out if maybe you've stumbled onto something that's, that's, uh, that's fantastic. The idea that there's limited time, so the time you do spend, I would guess, with one another, you, you know, it's, it's, it counts, it counts, uh, you know, for almost, uh, you know, it, it counts more. I, 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 you know, it seems like you, you don't want to right to a certain degree. Yes, I mean, it, yeah. it's, it's like uh, I'm trying to try to explain it. It's, it's almost like retraining my brain relationship retraining right like you want to make the time quality want to communicate better it's it's good i'm i feel good uh i it's not that i don't want to talk about the relationship or talk about her or the personal stuff it's sort of i'm not concerned about saying things and jinxing it or the possibility that she listens and saying it it's just sort of like and it's not that, oh, this is sacred to me. It's, it's just, uh, it's surprising to me, about me, that uh, that I seem to be more mature about this relationship. And, and I think I've said it before that, uh, you know, relationships take work. And I don't know that I ever truly acknowledge that. Or maybe I never really put in the work necessary to keep a healthier more sustainable relationship and maybe i just i don't know I, I i i feel different about a lot of things 
I don't know how or why. In a good so, way. In a good way. In a good okay. way. And I and I, I and I I'm sure I've lied to myself before, but I think when I lied to myself before, I knew why things were not good or right or and I didn't do anything about it. And whereas this feels right and hopeful and more positive and better communication and I don't know. Good. Hmm. And it it sounds like it, it, it the relationship would move ahead about a, the same pace as doing a podcast once a week for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, kind of and kind of and different in the sense that in, in that um, you know there's a a different level of um, you know. Uh, I hope that in 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 two years I have more than 157 dates. Uh, um, <laughs> you know, I I, I don't. <laughs> Dates yeah. meaning sexual encounters. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm no. What I'm saying is no. It, it's there's. It's such a weird thing. Like we spend the entire weekend together, and you know, we went and saw a concert this uh, last night. Actually, Saturday night. Who was it? Who was it? Uh, Built to Spill, which I've heard of. Yeah, yeah. I, again, I didn't listen to them when they came out, and whenever they were, 1995. I may have. I may have actually listened to it. I did. I'm not recalling it. Um, I can check my playlist. I check my big fat playlist here on on. So how was the show? Was it was it awesome or? Uh, it was, except that I need to fix something very quickly. Uh, I was trying to text you to let you know that you sound really hot on the mic when we came out, right? Okay. And we talked about my levels being like, and I made the mistake of sending that to Dan. My cousin Marissa's husband. He and I were texting about, and and I wrote, and I just saw. He just wrote question mark, question mark, question mark. I just told my cousin Marissa's husband Dan, "You sound really hot." Your <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, volume is too high. I, think I, I, I was aware of that a little bit. Off. I tried to back off the mic because I could, I could uh, tell that sometimes when you're doing it on the fly, it, it's a little hard to know. I, I'm getting a new. Uh, I'm, you were talking beforehand. I'm, I'm getting a different uh, soundboard. I think that's going to uh, make that a little easier to uh, to mix. Okay. Those. Yeah. I just I wanted to let you know. So I texted you, or I believed I had texted you, but instead I randomly told a relative's husband you sound really hot <laughs> uh, i'm jack craig and i'm stupid i'm ridiculous all right back to built this bill built this bill yeah. um they uh what the hell's the name of the record um well they've got a big uh, their biggest uh listen most listened to most streamed i guess song is something called carry the zero carry the zero that's yeah they closed with that song last night Uh, It's great. Love that song. Uh, But I got into them back uh, about uh, 10, 12 years ago, and I really went into the deep end. Love them. And uh, uh, they're not quite a jam band, but they got a kind of vibe. Really good musicians and uh, probably, you know, uh, in their early 50s, maybe late 40s. Um, But the audience ranged. It was at... uh, in new haven like the age there were younger people there too uh it was uh at the college street music hall which is in new haven that's where yale is so it's a city but it's kind of a smaller venue uh Mm -hmm. i would say the i can't imagine you can get more than more than 1500 in there it's it's three levels but they only did the general admission ground floor they didn't okay. do the upper tiers 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and the bands that opened were, uh, there's this dude, Paul and the Tall Trees. Which I've so heard of too. But. Paul is a thin, skinny dude, probably in your, maybe around 30-ish, early 30s, mid-30s, not sure. Beard, long hair. And uh, I looked him up, and it turns out it says, uh, you know, Paul is a poet. He was a backup singer and guitarist for Charles Bradley. I don't know if you know Charles Bradley. Soul singer. Soul singer who was discovered at around 60, 61, whatever. He passed away two years ago. but uh, cancer. Yeah, something like that. But anyway, uh, and uh, so... So Paul, it says in his Wikipedia, and I sent it to you last night, that uh, he's a poet, um, but he's from Staten Island. So uh, he and I have two mutual friends on Facebook. I ended up buying him a drink last night at the bar. Well, he was no, he bought me a, a beer. I was going to buy him a beer, but he ended up buying one for me, which was so. I thought yeah. that was interesting that the uh, that the act that the musical acts were wandering around out in the bar area where you could uh, you could buy him a drink. Well, I mean, it's a small venue, and like, so this guy lives in Dallas, don't really know much about his music other than what I listened to on uh, on Spotify yesterday. He's got one song on Spotify with maybe, uh, you know, almost almost half a million streams. So I don't know if that was a song that was featured in a movie or a TV series, you know? Mm -hmm. Like a song like that, if it were in like Riverdale, you know, or whatever, it would have streams. Yeah, you know, so I don't know how or why that that came to be, uh, and I wasn't about to ask him about that. Hey, dude, you have uh, <laughs> you know, to me, if if I had a band and I don't, and I kind of wish I played uh, an instrument and was awesome and cool, uh, if I had uh, eleven thousand streams on a song, I'd be pretty fucking stoked. I'd be happy stoked. about that, right? Yeah. You know, but I mean, but in terms of numbers and what that all means now, I can't imagine that's a lot. But it's better than many who put their music out in the world you know it's really really uh there's a bizarre world now for these musicians trying to make money with the way things shake out i heard the the black keys guys on um on uh somebody's podcast i I guess they were on uh rogan joe rogan's podcast and uh they went through kind of explaining how uh, how you can get screwed by record companies and, and the offers and some of the things that uh, they've uh, been involved with. And uh, it sounds like a mess, like a big mess. Uh, and uh, man, I don't know. Uh, and I was surprised to hear them um, uh, learn that they, a lot of their music, I guess, that they've, they've let uh, stuff be used in commercials and for you know, various soundtracks and stuff like that. And they've done pretty well. Yeah. The Black way. Keys, the Black Keys had done that. And, uh, and Vampire Weekend had done that. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. Vampire Weekend, even on their current album, I think I heard one of their songs pop up somewhere. So, and as a matter of fact, the two of them were on Stephen Colbert's show when he had the comedy, um, the Cole, the Cole, Steve, what, how Colbert do you pronounce Report. the Colbert Col- Report. Is that how he actually pronounced his name? I think it's Colbert. Colbert, yeah. Like- yeah, the Colbert Report when he was playing the conservative. Right. talk show host opposite uh, of who he really is opposite of who is. he really is yes yeah. and and he he got sick of that character but when he was doing that uh he actually had some good musical guests on like he's big into wilco he had them on yes, and he had yes. a, um and he had the two of those guys on and i guess it was like a 
a uh, they were basically both both uh, bands had licensed a lot of music to commercials, and it was yes. like uh, there was it was kind of very tongue in cheek joke about the whole thing, mm-hmm. and it used to be frowned upon, but now yeah, it's like yeah. you know what? No, listen, they need to make their money. And uh, Kylie just came in. She said hello. Hi, Kylie. How Hi, are you? Kylie. I'll come and say hello after. Okay. It's a regular on the show. Uh, yes. She just <laughs> she just popped up here. It's a it. it I know she's like I interrupted every podcast. She, That's she, good. She, okay, yeah, she's got she's got like uh, some sort of homing <laughs> thing that goes on. I I didn't know where she was when I got home. She was actually in Red. I used the Life three hundred and sixty app. Saw that she was in town in Red Bank, and um, yeah, we started the podcast before I realized she was home to say hello. So, yes. well, yeah, no, I don't she, see I don't see my kids for the week because I stay in Staten Island, and then uh, yeah. every other weekend I'm going to go up to see Susie to see my which girlfriend. is me. You know that may be a good arrangement too. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I, I don't. Uh, Cats, oh, s- kids. You know, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll get back to I'll get back to music and the concert. But uh, so I called up my, uh, you know, my son Cameron is uh, he's seventeen, a senior in high school, and he takes an EMT class. Remember, I told you about the whole EMT thing, and he was like three weeks away from completing, and he failed the test twice. Yeah, you said he, state he, regulations yeah. basically mandate that if you fail any test twice done you're out of the program you lose your money you lose your thing it's state regulations totally understand because you don't want someone dying under the watch because he couldn't realize you know You'd rather how to not have a d d minus student right we're right working yes. on you yeah so so uh um, <laughs> what was that stuff about direct pressure how do you stop bleeding yeah the defibrillator <laughs> goes on the nuts right you put it right on the balls you shock their balls and boom dudes like super nuts. Yeah, um, I just said that. I don't know why I said that. I was, oh man, I hope Susie doesn't listen to this. What a jackass I am. Uh, so anyway, so so she, so Cameron, so today is uh, Sunday, the 29th of September. And uh, Cameron typically goes once a week, every Sunday, 8.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. And the it's held at this place, Gem Ambulance, right? So Gem Ambulance, uh, it's down in an area with a lot of uh, Orthodox Jews. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, when I dropped him off the first week, it, it seemed there were a fair number of Orthodox Jews that would take this class. Right, it's, the, a, it's a pretty decent job. Like EMT but, is a pretty like recession-proof job. I was going to say, by the way, John, happy Rosh Hashanah. I didn't. Okay, I didn't. didn't mean okay, thank you, thank you. So, sunset, sunset. I, I, is this the New Year? Which one? I honestly, Rosh Hashanah. I, yes, it's it's the beginning of the of the uh, uh, Jewish New Year. Uh, is this at, the somber one? Uh, well, you've ten days. You're supposed to reflect on your sins of the past year, and then, uh-huh. yes. I have none. I have none. Good. Okay. We're good. So, we got so that out of the way. So I feel when great. When it comes to next Tuesday, <laughs> and uh, you, the the whole thing, uh, what, goes what's back Yom Kippur is the celebration. It's like now, after yes. all that atonement, you boom. You're like yes. boom. We're yes. good. All right. Okay. Yes. So we've cool. covered our, our view, our, our right, basic right. knowledge we have of Ju- Judaism. But anyway, go ahead. Right. Well, I was going to say with Catholicism, and I was baptized and raised Catholic, despite my mom being Jewish, which makes me Catholic, but I could be Jewish easily because of the birthright of the mother and how they accept whatever. And and the thing is that the thing with the Catholicism is no matter how hardcore it is, you just go to confession. You go like blah 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 blah. Boom. You're good. Yeah, Father, forgive me. One and done. Forgive me, yeah. Father, for I've sinned. I killed like three, like Sammy the Bull goes in, like, hey, I, I killed like three guys this week. Nah, you know, I just say seven Hail Marys and a hundred Our Fathers. Or maybe you'd say a hundred <laughs> Hail Marys. The whole week. Oh, jeez. Yes, yeah. Ten I, days, I, actually. Yeah. Ten days. Or, yeah, ten days. That's a lot. So, anyway, so Cameron 
you know, when I, even though my, I don't know if I told you that uh, my ex-wife and I uh, have gone back to an every other weekend parenting uh, agreement. You, you know, said, I've, yeah, I, yeah. I said that right in the last podcast. And so it was just like, she just kind of intuitively said to me, you know, do you want to just have it so that we have, so like next weekend will be my responsibility. And that way, at least, you know, we'll both see the kids. We don't have to revert or look at the agreement schedule like the the. the the court document from you know when we got legally divorced but it it, it helps out so that it's like i don't have to tell her every weekend i'm not gonna be around you know uh, i'll try but i still if i'm going to be home like was today i would like to pick up cameron it gives me an opportunity to see him for a few minutes you know for half an hour um in the car so i I sent him a text hey uh, cameron uh, um you know do you have your you have your driver's permit and your eyeglasses because he needs that to drive and he's getting his full license or his provisional non-permit driver's license you know the first one you get soon so i want him to get driving time in for the next like 10 days before you know and so he goes um no i'm getting picked up at 130 so it became a whole thing and the reason he was picked up at 1.30 is because of Rosh Hashanah. And I guess if it was at 4.30, I don't know. I mean, I thought it was sundown, but sundown's not until 6.30. So so uh, his mom had to pick him up. She and I were chatting. And I, I said, we're going out to dinner tonight. We're going to go to this restaurant, Gray's, in a, a neighboring town. And uh, they're going out of business. They're closing. They're closing their doors. Uh, I used to go there all the time. I'm friends with the chef. And uh, so when I said to Andrea, when you want to go, are you going to go with the kids and I? She said, I don't know what time. Yeah, I'll go. She's like, do you have a big announcement? And I'm like, what? What do you mean you have a big announcement? I don't know what you're talking about. She's like, are you going to announce something? Like, like, what would I possibly announce? It's so weird. Like, yes, I'm, I'm going, I'm transitioning. I'm going to, I'm not so sure about my pronouns yet, but I'm going to totally, I don't know about the beard. I might keep the beard. I'm like, you know, the culture allows for it. And I said, I'm like, and then I said, okay, I'm pregnant. And she's like, no, exactly. She's like, you're never here every other weekend. You must be uh, dating someone. Figured maybe you're moving in or getting married. I'm like, What? So uh, it seems that she, uh, I don't think, I don't, I have to find out if I, I told the kids, because if I told Cameron, he probably wouldn't have paid attention or cared. And if I told Kylie, she would probably tell her mom, because she just talks to her mom and tells her, I would imagine, everything, not in a gossipy way, just in a, she and her mom have a pretty good, healthy relationship. Girl talk. But, but the whole point of that really long, convoluted way of saying that is that it was like, you know what? It felt really good. It felt like a turning point. You know? It felt like a healthy place to be. That after, you know, five, almost six years of being, you know, of separating and being divorced, uh, not only am I living in the pool house for now, uh, for the last year and a half, is that, you know, to be able to have that conversation and have it be reasonable and mature and no sort of anger resentment you know in it's any like, way yeah that's a, uh, that, that, that yeah. felt really good i mean i don't yeah. know what i mean what was it like for you when you when you got divorced uh you've talked about it once right i mean yeah uh as far as uh, well you didn't have things you're going through 
I think I worked through a lot of this more more quickly. Um, you worked through stuff quickly. Well, some of it, uh, yes, yes, and no. I guess uh, I didn't feel the need. Uh, even we we had a uh, uh, with my oldest daughter, we had a shared. Uh, we kind of went back and forth actually every day. Oh, like a fifty fifty kind of deal, fifty kind of thing. Okay, and it was uh, harder to, to to deal with that way a little bit, but. Um, uh, you know, I guess, uh, yeah, there was, uh, we, we worked through a lot of that stuff a lot more quickly. And, uh, I was in a relationship a lot more quickly than, than what you, uh, uh, apparently have, or either one of you or your, your ex-wife, uh, you know, have done. So, um, yeah, we just worked through it. Uh, things, things evolved more quickly. Um, so, but, and also along the lines, you have done a better job uh, or, or it's been different. I won't say better. It's just been different. I felt less, much less inclined, um, uh, much less inclined to uh, keep the peace or get along. Not that I really was fighting with her or anything like that. Uh, I just didn't, I just didn't give a shit what she felt uh, <laughs> or how right. what, what was on her mind or how she, you know, how, whether she thought I was... Uh, you know, doing things correctly in a parenting manner or things like that. It was like, okay, we're divorced now. Fuck you. Uh, that's was basically where I was at mentally with a lot of it. And uh, that's probably not always the best thing um, uh, for sure. But I definitely had, uh, I had set boundaries, hard and fast boundaries in a lot of cases that um, uh, I stuck with. So how, uh, how old was uh, your oldest daughter at the time? Uh, she was like, let me think. Um, she was six. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right around. In there. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize so young. Yeah. So she, yeah. So she was like six. I mean, I know it's a while ago and I know you and Rachel have been, yeah, you know, together yeah. for a while now and it's yeah. like, probably feels like a few lifetimes ago for you. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, my, mine was very different. I mean, she, my ex-wife and I have, uh, we started dating 21 years ago. And, uh, you know, a couple of people, someone had asked me recently if, uh, about my, about her relationship with my family, particularly my mom. I said, oh yeah, they talk, they have a thing. Uh, oh, it was, it was a friend of mine who's going through a divorce and, uh, I guess his soon to be ex-wife reached out to his mother to wish her a happy birthday, which to me is like uh, nothing wrong with that. That's, that's very reasonable. You know what I mean? It's like, you're the mother of her grandkids. I get that. I don't sure, have a problem yeah. with that. Like, yeah. I, why would you like that? That separation, divorce between those two people, it, it it's, that's separate from you know. Assuming she didn't do anything terrible to her mother-in-law's son or the grandkids, why right. why couldn't or wouldn't they be amicable or you know? And so, so for me, I I expected for twenty-one years of 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 my ex-wife being in my in my family's life my parents life being the mother of their first two grandchildren of course you know it's just yeah. and also who my parents are and and, and the kids and, are still around right. now what happens you know in a lot of cases i think is once your kids you know get a little older um of course, the the, uh, the you've mentioned that your parents have been. It, it's um, you guys have had you know uh, holidays and things like that where everybody's there. Um, those frequency of occurrences, I would guess, would well, less diminish. It would diminish. Yes, there. that's right. That's it right. Might, might go a year or two, or right? And, and and then it gets to that point where it's like, okay, how do you you know? It's one thing for my ex-wife to be like. 
almost sound excited uh, for me or, or happy for me. It sounded really good and healthy. At the same time, if it gets to the point where I'm in this relationship where we have now mixed families and sort of, you know, my kids have met her kids and we decide to do Thanksgiving, to get, whatever it is, right? Uh, if and and so, what happens if or when there is a family function on my side, and I want to invite, you know, yeah, you know, gets uh, harder, you know, and then the kids, and it's like, then can they be in the same room, and what are the dynamics there, and even all, even though all of these things were in the past, yeah, somehow, yeah. you know, and and so, it, it just felt like a nice first step. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, and it, 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 you know, it does get more complicated there, for sure. I, I saw a quote this week from uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. She was uh, being uh, being criticized in the press this week. Uh, yeah, it was probably again. Uh, yeah, this this was a good week for her to be criticized because it was you know page uh, forty seven with all the other shit that's going on in the world. So nobody's paying too much attention to Gwyneth with uh, all the other excitement, all the other hoo ha. But um, what she was catching flack for was she'd been in some interview. And she said they were asking her about her kids, which are teenagers. And she said something I, first in the quote. I can't remember exactly. I, I would paraphrase it basically by saying that, you know, um, you know, they're great kids and blah, 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 something like that. She said, but they're teenagers. And she said, uh, you know, sometimes they're dicks. <laughs> and I, I laughed when I heard that because I was like, yes, <laughs> teenagers, absolutely, positively can be fucking dicks. Uh, there's no, and if you, if as a parent you can't frame it that way sometimes and just shake your head and go oh that was a dick thing to say oh yeah yeah i see that here on page six of the new york post <laughs> gwena paltra jokes her kids can be dicks sometimes of course they can i mean that's, yeah, that's yeah. to be and expected so when you're yeah when you got older kids and everybody's trying to get together and you know somebody decides oh, they don't like them or they're maybe the kids are completely different there could be you know some there's just wild well, differences in people, and sometimes kids that age, they just don't want to have anything to do with each other. And, you know, so I, that's ridiculous. That's not a story. <laughs> that's <laughs> bullshit. You know Gwyneth, what I mean? Uh, we, well, there's been a lot of... Okay, so weird stories. I'm going to go on a sideways tangent here. This, this week, we had the weirdest of weird stories. You, we talked about it on the show last week, a little bit about the... Uh, there's this a story that came out of uh, uh, the uh, football game, which I... I uh, the Iowa State football game, where the guy held up the sign, the Venmo sign, looking for beer money. Yeah, uh, yeah. For the, for the bush light. Well, that thing, when you and I had talked about it, it was still a happy story. The guy had died, I think, at that point... I said he had raised over $200,000. Well, it's uh, actually over a million dollars that he's ended up raising for this thing. But it took a real ugly turn during the week where uh, the newspaper, the Des Moines Register, which was one of the uh, it's the biggest newspaper in, in the state of Iowa and, and fairly renowned nationally because of political coverage that they do, things like that. But anyway, the Des Moines Register, for whatever reason, I don't know why they would do this, but they looked into this kid's past and they, they, they looked at his Twitter account going back to when he was 16 years old. And he's like 24 now. So eight years ago, uh, this kid had posted some stuff on Twitter, which was uh, um, racist in nature. What he was actually, uh, I looked into this a little bit more, and what's not mentioned a lot is the fact that um, what, he, what he posted was he put quotes up from the Tosh O Show. 
And so it wasn't actually really his words, but he was parroting. He just basically put these Tasha O quotes up, which were, uh, I don't know exactly what the content was there, but um, it was some, some racist shit that Tasha O had said. And he put those up saying, isn't this funny? One of those kind of things when he was 16 years old. So they found this. Well, immediately Budweiser, who was one of the people that had been uh, matching this money and had been made a, they, they, they had, they had they had a golden moment, Budweiser did, a PR moment, golden PR moment, where they had this kid, his name's Carson King, King, Carson yeah, King. Yeah, I, I, Carson King, I'm looking at it now, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. they've got this kid, and they, they've got this thing that they can make this great PR move, and they decide immediately, we're severing all ties with this guy. Um, we're not, we're not going to have anything to do with him. They said, we'll still give the money, we'll still don't donate the money, but as far as Carson King goes directly, you know, forget this guy. We're, we're not going to have anything to do with him. So, so they bail on him. They they get all sorts of bad press over the whole thing. Um, immediately, the Des Moines Register starts getting bad press because there are, people are like up in arms, going, "You know, why would you go back that far?" And this kid was 16; it was dumb, right? Dumb, yes. But he he was very contrite. He immediately, this Carson King kid, held a news conference, apologized in a in a pretty pretty uh, convincing manner. Uh, the words that he used, the way he chose uh, to handle himself, I think was was uh, well done, really well done. And uh, so. Um, as it turns out, the guy that researched the story, the reporter that researched the story for the Gazette, people started looking at him. They started looking at his. Yeah, I, I'm. I, 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 yeah, I've yeah. got a big grin on my face. I don't yeah. know what it's about, but I know what happens. Yeah, so they it's find good. out. They find yeah. out when he's a kid, he did the same thing. He had all this racist stuff and weird stuff that he put up. And and today I read that the a lot of the stuff that they found that he had put up was he had directly quoted rap lyrics. So he had put some stuff on where he'd put a, a, some some quotes, I think it was uh, some Kanye stuff or something, and he actually spelled out the N-word in, in, without, um, <laughs> which is I guess as a, as a white person. By the way, have you seen the kid? Have you seen the register? Saw, the 27-year-old? I saw the picture of him. He looks to me like we've talked about Michelle Gild, uh, the, the podcaster. Uh, he looks like Michelle Gild's twin brother. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's very he's very twinkish. Uh, his haircut, his glasses, and he's about as white as they motherfucking yes. come. Twenty-seven-year-old so, kid. So he gets and he gets fired from yes. his job. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they partied company, however, fired or he quit or had to quit or whatever. So he's gone. He's out of a job. And he's there's a big. Uh, um, I think it was BuzzFeed. Somebody did a uh, interview with him that was out today where he says he still uh, supports the Des Moines Register and he has good. F- feelings you know at, at kind of at the base of things about the des moines register but he feels like he was abandoned and left out and he, he still I, I don't think he's at the point in uh in his mourning process where he's gotten to anger yet and i think that's uh-huh. probably will come when he realizes hey i'm not i don't have a fucking paycheck next week <laughs> or whatever right right you know um it's going to hit him, and he's going to realize these guys fucked me, and I, I didn't deserve it. I don't think. I don't think that the. In my opinion, I think that the Bush Light would have been, or the Anheuser Bush Company would have been much better well served by saying, um, you know what, the kid was sixteen. He did a really good job of apologizing. Um, let's just continue with what was going on, and let's have, let's all realize that this has been what, what what we're doing here is we're raising money for kids with with cancer, kids in a hospital, and it's it's a good cause and and uh, that sort of thing. Uh, instead of immediately worried they're worried about the cancel culture and and their bottom line and whether or not they'll have to give up you know a, a, a single nickel you know will roll out of their coffers that they they won't be able to grab that that would have been better off for them and I think for the 
in my opinion, I think that the that the Des Moines Register shouldn't have fired this guy either. I think they put him up to this for one thing, this this goofy research, and then also what he did was made a mistake a long time ago. The quotes were not necessarily stuff out of his mouth. It was stuff that was. I, don't know, I, I just don't think it's it's worth. Uh, I just I, the the ruining of people's lives over things like this i think we need to find a place well i mean so so the the yeah i mean like the ruining of lives i don't know it depends on who and where and when and what it was and it's it it seems like a lot of this stuff can kind of suck for a while i'm not in the shoes of any of these people uh, I'm sure, and I've said this before about you and I, there are plenty of things that I I know in 150 episodes, there are plenty of things that I have said here out of context and in context that may offend someone. Sure. And that if, and I've wanted to do it for a while, even though I think it's a bad idea, is I wanted to take and put together an edit of some of the worst things we said. Like you and I both. Oh, yeah. Back and forth. Oh, yeah. Just rapid fire. Like, boom. Just like a promo kind of thing. And then make another edit where it's some of the nicest, most thoughtful, you know, uh, a level of empathy, you know, critical thinking, very woke, and put that together. Guess what? These are both the same guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, these guys are the same guys. Exactly. They said this, and they said that. Now, you know, it's, you get into whole things, it's like, uh, we all have the freedom of speech, but then there's the, you know, the cancel culture uh, court of public opinion, and how quickly it can, like, just diminish and extinguish a person, except for the president. Don't understand, will never understand, (laughs) totally different. I listen, and, and I, I mean, I, so this this whole thing. I'm trying to find the 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 tweet from the Carson King, the the Iowa football fan that sort of uh, had inadvertently led to raising over what appears seems to be two million dollars yeah, for the it, charity. Yeah. Yep, over two million. You know, and so, uh, but and but I can't find his tweet. I want to know what it is, and I want to know if it's a, a direct tweet. It's tweet, 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 tweet. I think part tweet. of there, here's part of the problem, and it is, and I don't remember where I saw it, but it it is uh, buried pretty deeply as far as trying to find that. And um, part of the problem with his tweet is we can't even really discuss it because if you uh, if you were to say directly, like in especially in in writing, if you were to get on Twitter and say he said this and blah 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 blah, and you people are so worried about. Um, even uttering the words that the person said or or directly discussing you know the the quote itself that they they just avoid it like the plague it's like i'm not gonna say what he said because if i say what he said then somebody might look at what i said and then they might take my thing out of out of context or or whatever so it didn't even uh, it's not even uh it's not not hard it's not easy to find because i think people are so gun shy with even trying to take it on directly okay if he said this uh, then should we be mad about it? Well, nobody wants to say this out loud or in writing, especially I think because they're worried that that's going to be held. So they'll, yeah, they'll be held accountable. So point. I I I have this Yahoo Sports uh, story about it, and it says, uh, and apparently uh, King, you know, uh, commented it on his Twitter, Carson King to, at Carson King two. I'm not even on Twitter, but I found it here. Mm-hmm. The Des Moines uh, Register has been nothing but kind in all 
of their coverage, and I appreciate the reporter pointing out the post to me. I want everyone to understand that this was my decision to publicly address the post and apologize. I believe that is the right thing to do. Now, like you said, he's 24 now. He was 16 at the time, back in 2012. So he was a sophomore or junior in high school. Now, again, I'm not giving him a pass, whatever, because lots of people at different ages do terrible things. And when a 16-year-old anyone do awful and terrible things it's to be expected uh racism eh, should not be tolerated but we live in this social media culture of of stupidity he thinks at that point i would guess as a 16 year old that he is basically talking to his friends his other friends who have twitter accounts Uh and they're discussing tosh o which was a big Deal at the time, Tasha was hot. Um, it was, it was, it was. Uh, uh, it was it Tosh two point or just Tosh O at that point? Well, they said Tosh O. I, I don't oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but I remember Peter, Peter, Peter. Right? Is it Peter Tosh? <sighs> I don't no, know. No, that's exactly. the reggae. I, wasn't I know it. who he was. Yeah, I know. I he's very snarky white guy. He's yeah. gotten into trouble himself for some of his stuff, but yes. whatever. And when he was, yeah. uh, I remember he played here in, in Eastern Iowa. He played in Cedar Rapids. Uh, they sold out like immediately. It, it was. Uh, a, yeah, it was like a ticket you couldn't get. I remember that because I had friends that went. People would talk about it. So if you're a 16-year-old and you're, you're saying, you know, you put a quote, something, and attribute it to Tasha O last night, you, you, it's, I would guess he was probably thinking in his mind's eye, it's like he's talking to, you know, like if you're in, in real life and you're having a discussion with somebody, did you see Tasha O last night? Did you see that blah, blah, blah? You see that bit he did about so-and-so? And they, he said that one thing, and then they, they uh, people try to quote stuff out loud. Um, uh Putting it in writing, he probably didn't realize was as I don't. It's like okay, a white guy. If you're in your car and you're listening to rap music, and there's n words in the rap music, and you've listened to this over and over, and you know the words, and you're singing in your car to yourself, probably in most cases you're not editing out the n word. A lot of people are just letting it fly. They are also probably smart enough to know once they get out of the car and talk to anybody about anything, <laughs> they don't they don't put it they they don't sing it out loud outside their car. I guess is what I'm saying um, with with the words inserted as written. Um, he was doing this. He was doing something similar to that. I think in his mind when he was 16. Probably both these guys were, but I, I don't know. And I'm not saying that you should. Uh, you know, it's, but it's it's complicated, and it's even more complicated when somebody's 16 and they haven't figured out a lot of things in the world. Well, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And I have to say, I've listened to hip-hop. I've listened to rap for a long time. I'm not really good with lyrics. Even before I had my stroke, I don't remember a lot of them. There's a here and there. I don't know what I do. I, uh, I, I When I listen to the Kanye West uh, album, Yay, when it dropped, uh, I'm sure he drops it a lot or a little bit. Um, Gold digger. Yeah, well, that, uh, but but on the new record, I I think he oh. did. I don't think he's at a point where he's not. But I mean, this came up this weekend when uh, my girlfriend Susie and I were in the car, and and she's got a playlist, and she she likes uh, Drake. She likes this song, "Nice for What." Remember, it was really big like two summers ago. Yes. You know that song yeah. with the club. I, anyway, and yeah. there's this whole section that uh, it, it, it's um, where where is it here? I have the I have the words here. Uh, that's a real one in your reflection without a follow without a mention you really pimping a piping up on these and it's the 
N-I-G-G-A-S. So right. when I sing it, I go, you really piping up for these African-American fellas? You got to be nice for what to these persons of color? I understand. Now, it doesn't flow, but I'm not a, I'm a white guy, and I don't flow anyway. So, And then it'd be like, you know, the next verse, they do it. I think that verse hits like like three or four times. So it's like, you know, that's a real right. one in your reflection without a follow, without a mention. You're really piping up for these colored folks. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, fuck, fuck. I just, I'm running out of, you know. And also, Drake is not African-American. I can't say African-American. He's African-Canadian. So it's like, I don't even know. It gets really confusing. I'm not sure what people should do. I just know that they shouldn't tweet the word, particularly if they're white. Bad idea. Don't white, do that. White not even if you're quoting. Only listen to country music. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you, yeah. do you That word was in country music a long time ago. A lot. A lot. Um, they used to use it. Not anymore. They're, they know not to put it there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, anyway. but but this Carson Keith, but the thing that again, I, you live in Iowa, so you're going to get a lot more of these this story than I would, and I don't pay attention to a lot of that stuff. But in that article, that Yahoo article, it has the quote is, uh, "Anheuser Bush ends relationship uh, with viral Iowa State um, fan after paper finds." "Quote unquote," two racist jokes from 2012. So I just kind of really want to you see it because, like, it's okay. They they put this out there. They were on his Twitter account. It was a public account. They find it fine. They don't put it at the top of the story, but nonetheless, it becomes a thing. And then, boom! Anheuser Busch ends the relationship with him, mm -hmm. right? Like because they don't want to be associated with right. it in any way, shape, or form. End of story. Done. So it's like, okay, I get it as a company. And then the, for the Des Moines Register to end the relationship with the reporter who was tasked to find anything in yes. his public record. Right. And then be like, now we're going to look at you. What? Holy. Like, it, it's just, it seems like a downward spiral rabbit hole of where does it all end? You know, uh, who are the people that have done or said nothing wrong? You know, it's like. Let he who, what is that one about the stones and the cast the first stone, you know? I don't know. Let he who is who hath without sin uh, cast the first stone, something like that. You know what I mean? And, no, and nobody would, would, would throw that stone. No, yeah, you'd be. And if you did, you're a fucking liar. You're, you're the worst of them all. We know you're a sinner. I think I think it would be Trump that would pick up that stone. Pa Trump, uh, he has said he said that. Uh, what did he? I don't know the exact quote about this being the 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 worst um, political witch hunt in this country's history, right? Whatever it was, it's kind of crazy, right? It's the best it's like, stone. I have the best uh, stone. I threw. It I threw this, it it's a gold stone. It's I a threw gold it stone. Than anybody's ever thrown uh, a stone before. <laughs> I want you to know it was uh, unfair. It was unfair that yes. they gave me that stuff. It's, uh, it's, I, I listened to NPR earlier today, and uh, I, I heard a story that uh, used the term whistleblower. It had to be 137 times. And then between whistleblower, the whistleblower, yeah. the whistleblower and witch hunt it's him with the witch hunt and them with the whistleblower yeah. i mean i get it's the no oh my god can we whistleblower 
Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm seriously considering uh, uh, just dumping Twitter for a while. For 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 yeah, because it's we're at the point now. I th- where I just I don't see any I don't see any outcome to me right now that sounds positive. <laughs> like um, I don't want to read about it anymore. I don't want to try to men- mentally try to process it too much because I don't think it's uh, there's much that I can. Uh, you know, there, there's nothing I, I can do about it, certainly. And so there's, uh, and I just look at uh, all of this. Uh, if 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 they were to uh, impeach him, uh, you know, he's not going to get removed. And if he's not removed, then what happens? And then who's going to run against him? And uh, it's it's listen. Like, I I it's I I think the Democrats may be shooting themselves in the in the foot, but at the same time, like it, yeah. it's, it's President Trump launched a social media broadside Saturday against House Democrats impeach inquiry calling it the quote-unquote single greatest scam in the history of american politics i thought that was actually him getting voted into office as the 45th president uh but again it is what the f- like it's this crazy downward file he leans in and he does not stop and he says things i mean it is and giuliani is his personal attorney doesn't stop with the amount of press he's doing and what he has said it is and the uh what is the ukrainian president uh vladimir uh uh, Zelensky, right? Oh, Vol- Vol- I can't even pronounce it. Volodymyr. I've never seen it in writing Vol- until this Vol- moment. There. And uh, he's at the he's at the United Nations, and he just like he just sit there like I want no part. Like how the fuck do I get out of this? You know? So oh, he, he just, no pressure. Like you know, uh, it's but it's it's a, it's like a divorce is what it is. This is it, it is like a divorce. Whereas uh, you know there may be uh, there may be some sort of legal thing that they do uh, to say uh, mr. president we we think you're you're bad and we would uh, we'd like the world to know that you're bad and we're taking you to court or to uh, to we're in, in the court of public opinion anyway with this uh, with the House of Representatives we're gonna vote to impeach but like a divorce with kids <laughs> that's what I should say it's a divorce with kids we're not truly getting rid of you we know you're gonna be around <laughs> Because the next day the Senate's going to say, uh, "No, we're not going to do this. We're not playing along." And so he's he's still going to be around. And then what? Then he uh, that's the what I'm worried about is the and then what? So then it gets uh, I don't know. It just doesn't uh, yeah. seem like I, I understand why I, I completely understand why Democrats would want to do it. Um, I, I do. I get that. But at the same point, I look at it and go, "What good is going to come from this?" I just don't see it. I don't know. Doesn't seem. Uh, I, I at least I haven't been able to figure that out yet. It's enough that it makes my brain hurt, and I, and I, I start looking at it and go, I'd rather I'd rather just I'd rather bury my head in the sand. At, at I would point. love to bury my head in the sand and wake up in in a year and a half and and see what happened. Yeah, like I I really would like to, and I don't expect it to get better. I I, I was I was at a friend's house, and uh, his uh, sons are. Uh, they're Republicans and conservative. Their mother isn't. I don't believe their mother is. Um, and I was helping him move, and he asked me to take something down at the new house. He had movers, but, you know, the small stuff, you don't want the movers who are paid a lot of money to be wrapping up every small thing. So there was this little box, and he said, can you bring this down to the basement? I said, sure. What is it? And, and I, it's, it was a, a, a very relatively small thing about the size of a, you know, medium-sized book uh, with something inside of it, and it was a dartboard. And I looked at the dartboard. I was like, what is it? And apparently um, Elizabeth Warren 
is on the dartboard. <laughs> it was his 12-year-old son got that for his dad for Christmas. <sighs> I'm like, wow, wow. I mean, like, like I think if it had been Pelosi, I would have been more acceptable, but I'm like, Elizabeth Warren? Like, what the hell? Like, she was a Harvard professor. You don't have to agree with her, but do we have to throw darts in her face? No. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's a little weird to me. See, it was funny, yeah. but, like, where did your sitcom character sons come from? <laughs> it, it does. It does. It, it probably uh, exhibits uh, something that. Uh, it, okay, Elizabeth Warren is on there instead of Joe Biden. That's that shows that she's gaining some strength somewhere in people's. <laughs> I mean, I mean, this was. I mean, this was a Christmas gift. We were talking about like eight months ago. I mean, oh, like, they were wow. still worried about her. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, listen. I would have expected it to be uh, Cortez. You know, uh, AOC. Yeah. You know, someone like. But I guess. But I guess maybe even his son is like, no, no, she's low hanging fruit. We don't want to pump her up. Let's kick her out of here. I don't know. I mean, and his his son like uh, is a Slipknot fan, a big metal. He plays drum. Like, who is this? Cause I don't. I, I wonder uh, where we're going with this, uh, with Trump as president, and uh, and sort of the culture, and even comedy. Like, are we going to have a lot more comedians that are conservative and Republican? You know, well, that are a, just. You know, you know what I mean. There are a lot of guys. Uh, you know, if you notice in the podcast world, uh, you know, some of the comedians that are doing podcasts. Uh, a lot of these guys. Um, I think a lot of them are liberal, but they are, they're really disgusted with the way uh, a lot of uh, liberal politics have uh, have uh, is maybe the 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 extreme left leaning part of it. They they're not that that left in a lot of cases, and so you, you hear a lot of these people. Some of them, you know, some of them are talking about Andrew Yang, and some of them are talking about Tulsi Gabbard, and some of them are you know all about um, uh, Biden, uh, but not very many. It seems like for the most part. A lot of them think that Biden's, you know, not the right choice either. So, um, but he's more of a centrist and maybe more along the lines of, of what they've got. And a lot of people look at Bernie and say he's he's too far, you know, off the off the edge. But most of them seem to like the guy anyway. Um, so it's, I don't know. Politics now in today's world is weird because I think there's a, there are more people. It seems like to me that are um, uh, kind of in the middle, or wishing there was a better choice in the middle. And um, you know, if you look back at, you know, you look back at uh, Obama, you look back even at W. Other than the fact that his his warmongering stuff was was uh, maybe beyond what a lot of people would like to think of as being uh, good, but I think they look at him more favorably now than they uh, than they would have uh, pre uh, pre Trump. So. Um, that's that's the problem I've got when I look at the list of candidates now. As I look at Biden, who seems to be falling apart, he's that's like a big ball of yarn that's unraveling. And every time he speaks, uh, it seems like he, he is, seems to sound a little more incompetent uh, as the weeks go along. But then I look beyond him, and I'm like, I don't, it's hard for me to get excited about any one person. I I, I do like the way Andrew Yang sounds a lot of times because I think he's a smart guy and he's a likable guy and uh, he's got a lot of good ideas but he's got a lot of ideas that I don't think are probably good ideas as well and when his main thing this give everybody a thousand dollars I don't think that's probably uh, something that I would get real excited about because I don't think it's ever going to happen and I'm not sure that it would actually have the effect that he's that he's hoping for so who knows uh, that's that's why I'd rather just kind of put my head in the sand right now and you guys pick. Let somebody else do it. <laughs> then I can blame you. <laughs> hmm. 
Uh, I don't know. Uh, I I, uh, I I just googled Andrew Yang and I know who he is, but I don't know much about him. Uh, and the first story, the top story, is from the BBC. This is you know right now three thirty seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, but this is a story from nineteen hours ago, and it shows Andrew Yang, the quote unquote Asian math guy, trying to be the next U.S. president. What's that about? Was that a Saturday Night Live thing? The Asian because math guy. Yeah, because it says uh, there's something called the rap. I don't know what the rap is, but W R A P, not hip hop rap. Uh, presidential candidate Andrew Yang responds to new SNL cast member Bowen Yang's impression. So apparently, he was someone did an impression of him uh, on Saturday Night Live last night. So, which is probably a good thing for a candidate, you know? Yeah, it's, it, it's good. like because it's really putting you out there, and that stuff might go viral if it's funny. Yeah. So you know, I I don't know much about him, but. Uh, and and I'm I'm real curious about the Asian math guy thing. Well, uh, he, that's he's Asian and he's uh, apparently very good at math. He's a he's a tech guy. That uh, that's how he's he's run tech businesses and he's you know he's kind of a uh, for lack of a better word a nerd. You know he's he's a he's a math guy. He's a uh, hmm. He's, no, he's it starts with smart. the op. Uh, the question is, what's the opposite of Donald Trump? The answer says 2020 Democratic presidential candidate Andrew Yang is himself. "Quote unquote, an Asian guy who's good at math." So that's a quote from him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. He's, he's as it, out of all of the candidates that I, I've heard speak. You know, he's the only one that I that um, still, and it's because he's not been a politician, and it's because it's still early on. I think in his in his uh, quote unquote political career, he will he gives honest, straight uh, answers to people that um, make sense when when he's asked a well, question, and he doesn't <laughs> sidestep things uh, the way Ooh. candidates learn to do. Well, I mean, the thing about math and 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 numbers and and is it uh, you could say the numbers don't lie, but it's very easy for someone to take percentages and throw number and and I don't know that uh, that Trump uses real numbers when talking about certain statistics. You know, no, I, it's so no. weird. It's he talks in vagaries and and in pumping up whatever. You know, it's. I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I can't think of an example right now. But all you have to do is go to his Twitter account to see this, or you know, watch, uh, you know, him uh, a, a video of him uh, saying stuff. But whether it's the economy, about it, I mean, what are the metrics to measure how great things are? Him? I mean, yes, there are numbers and statistics, but I, he doesn't seem to use them to let the numbers talk. So I, I guess, I guess Yang is really just playing up on that right like he's just going for trump and how different he is and that he's presenting the information in a way that is black and white yeah well he's an asian he's a parent his parents were immigrants uh he uh yeah, he's, he's he's a lot different uh, than uh, certainly uh, the, uh, you know just very very much different than trump but uh he's different than most of the candidates as well S still i think that he's he um as far as being a, a straight shooter i think a lot of it in my mind comes from the fact that it's still early on and he hasn't had the chance to uh he, he's probably had less uh less coaching than a lot of these guys have and they, they end up you know wanting to say things and do things or, or sidestep uh, questions in a way that politicians do that um, he hasn't learned to do that yet and hopefully uh, that's just something he'll he'll tend to avoid i don't think you know he's he's climbing in the polls does he have a chance no i don't think so but uh 
Um, that's what scares me about a lot of this is with if Biden slips and Warren uh, overtakes him or Bernie, um, I am much less optimistic about um, Warren or Bernie's chances against Trump uh, than I would be with Biden, even though Biden seems to be not a good option right now either. I wish we could just shuffle the deck and come out with somebody that um, was little bit younger a little more competent uh that um you know that the we could get behind and they could do a good job but um right now nobody's really i don't know nobody's standing out to me that's going to be that person in in my mind so (sighs) my kids like yang they've uh, yeah they've they've seen enough of him that uh i don't know he looks like a choice that uh, makes sense to them because he you know he's funny he's a funny guy He, he uh in interviews he's he's always uh He's like I said, he gives honest answers. And he uh, yesterday there were pictures of him. He was, uh, or they had videos of him. He was out playing basketball with a bunch of guys shooting hoops. And uh, he 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 just seems like a normal guy, you know. It's like I I can't you know you can't in your mind's eye picture. Let's let's go have a beer with Trump, and then go or we'll we'll go shoot baskets, then go have a beer with Trump. You know, okay, he's never going to shoot baskets, and he doesn't drink beer, so he's just you know let's. It's harder to it's harder to warm up to that guy, I think. <laughs> well, I don't think he's really identifiable. I mean, I think uh, no. as terms of because he 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 lived in that gold ivory castle or whatever, you know, it's it's uh, to a certain degree. I mean, he he likes to be around uh, very wealthy people and celebrities. Yes, yeah. Uh, and he looks down upon politicians, and he wants to drain the swamp, and yet he has uh, mucked mucked up this uh, the swamp it would seem to a certain degree uh, i don't get it i don't I, you know i'm talking in generalizations but uh not a fan not a fan of 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 and personally I, he throws me a little bit uh a lot and you've uh, been around new york so you've been exposed to him for uh, i've been exposed to him yeah he's been yeah and i've said this and i've probably said it on the show is that uh as far as twitter goes and his whole tweeting uh about himself he would do that the equivalent to that, as far as I'm concerned, is page six in the New York Post, mm-hmm. right? Like getting right. himself into page six models or whatever. That That's what he's done it for years. You know, any press conference that he'd ever done, he pumps himself up. It's part of the, you know, the, the strategy, it would seem. He's been doing it for a long time. A long time. Yeah, in, yeah. in between so. uh, getting uh, probably he probably gets uh, manicures. Uh, he probably gets pedicures. Uh, I'm guessing that's what... Uh, that's what the wealthy yeah, in New York I, do. The pedicure. I don't know. I don't know this guy. When, I don't know. And I. When when was your last pedicure? Can I ask? Uh, I think I've gotten one in my entire life. Maybe. Okay. What was the uh, occasion for this for this uh, pedicure event? I think I went with my daughter. Okay. I think I, she was young, and I took her. See, okay, now that I, I can, think that I can kind of see. I have gotten a manicure more than once, but not more than three times, maybe twice. I don't know. And again, it was just I wanted to give it a try, and I was like, and you know, it, it's it, it was nice. Uh, I, I don't think I was biting my fingers at that fingernails at that point, but it, it was nice to have them done. Uh, but I didn't like the clear nail polish. It was just too shiny and weird. It's a little too weird. So yeah, but and I and the, my favorite thing about both of those things is uh, you go to some places they'll give you a uh, a foot massage or a hand massage. You know, reach around. <laughs> no, no, I didn't say that. There was no, there's no, there's no happy ending. I mean, the pa- manicure and the petty, the mani petty ends, but there's nothing happy about it. I mean, you know, right, maybe right. they're nice and they're you know, and you tip them and but no, they're just a nice little. I mean, just do it. Just grab your hand, take your thumb, and just like and gently like 
caress your hand. It's nice. All right. Well, yeah, that does sound Twice, nice. Twice, so two, two, three times. I, the reason no I more. was asking is there I something that came up at work. I thought was uh, was a little bit. I thought it was a little bit strange. This is one of the, the guys I work with was was talking about. Okay, so uh, it, it's. Um, it's like homecoming weekend in in the area. There's a lot of football, uh, high school football teams that have their football homecoming, and then so the kids have uh, there's there's a dance at the school and all that stuff. And so um, his daughter was uh, g- going to uh, go with this kid to homecoming. All right, and uh, so um, he says uh, he, he has just just had met this. I know if it's so much a boyfriend, but uh, the, the guy that she's going to go to the dance with. He had just met him, and they, he was talking about this. Okay, so um, they uh, were, were going to do this get-to-know-you thing. So he tells the kid, uh, here's what we'll do. Uh, if you guys are having your, your thing on, on, on Friday, uh, why don't we get together? It was like Wednesday or Thursday beforehand. He goes, you and I, we can we can hang out together a little bit. I'm like, okay, so trying to hang out with a high school boy is that you don't know. You know, you're, and you're the you're the dad. You're the the opposite dad. That's for the for the kid. I think is probably a little intimidating you know, for the most part. You know, it's like okay, I'm, I've got to talk to this guy for a while. And we're going to go hang out together. Just the two of them are going to go. And so the dad decides the uh, of the daughter says, "Let's go get." And he said this, he, "Let's go get a pedicure." Uh, and so I was like, "You went with this kid." That you don't know. He doesn't know you. You don't really know each other. And the first thing you guys decided to do, or you decided, you invited him to go do, was you decided to go have a pedicure? Really? And he's like, yeah, we went and had a pedicure. And I was like, huh. <laughs> I just, I don't know why, but um, to me that sounded really uncomfortable for everybody. Uh, and maybe it wasn't. I haven't, I haven't gotten the report afterwards to know exactly what went on. But uh, that to me just seemed, uh, and I, I, this guy is into, he's a social media, he likes to post things in, on social media, and um, I think he's, I, I, I think sometimes, um, I think sometimes he tries a little too hard. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I, I'm not sure I would, uh, I, 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 well, I know for sure I wouldn't do it, mostly because um, I would scare them with my, with my, with my toes. That would be a part of it. Maybe that's what made that's maybe that maybe that's why I had the uncomfortable feeling. I was just judging my own feet, and the idea that I would. Uh, I'm not. I'm not real big about uh, even people when you go over to somebody's house and they want you to take your shoes off. To everybody in the, it's one of those shoeless houses. Uh, these people that all the shoes are there at the door. Take your shoes off. We take our shoes off. Yeah, one of those kind of places. Mm-hmm. Like, eh, I'll just skip it. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> I'll go back to my car. Uh, I'll, I'll text you. Um, no, but uh, so what do you think? Would you? Uh, does that make you feel uncomfortable? Either side of that? Any, any thoughts? No, I, I mean, I don't know. I, don't, I, 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 uh, I, no, I. It doesn't. I, I think it's not. It's not something I do regularly. I don't have a problem with anyone doing it, but. I don't know. How would it's you not- feel if your kid, say, if you had a, if, if Cameron, okay, yeah, Cameron yeah. shows up and uh, he said, what'd you do last night or what'd you do yesterday? And Cameron says, ah, Mr. Johnson, uh, I, I, I'm taking uh, Julie Johnson, his daughter, I'm taking her to the prom tomorrow night or to the dance tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, he invited me out to just to kind of get to know each other. Well, what'd you do? Did you go uh, go to Five Guys, have a burger? Did you guys uh, go shoot some pool or something? Or what'd you do? I oh, know he uh, he took me and 
he wanted to look at my feet, so uh, we went to. Uh, well, I, again, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, it's I, like I. It sounded a little creepy. I saw a creepy I, side of it that maybe I shouldn't. Yeah, have. it is. Again, it is. I guess I don't know. I mean, it, the relationship. It is. It is odd. I don't. I. I. I like. I would never do something like that for a lot of reasons i'm very particular about my relationships with with younger people of the same sex or opposite sex in the sense that there's generational things what's acceptable what's not acceptable what what is the possible perception of the thing well i didn't even right. think about the opposite side of that if somebody would would you take somebody's daughter a guy would he okay the guy okay so it's a male no, I, but if you took but, the daughter to get a, or let's go get a, let's go get a petty. Everybody. Well, but it, but again, but if I, but listen, if, if if I have Kylie right, and she's got friends, and they're even teenagers, right, and I, and I take them to get a pedicure. No, they're they're of an age where they can go into town and get it themselves. But what if you took one of them. But but I mean I mean if I wouldn't do it like <laughs> but if Kylie was going and she wanted to bring her friend and I paid for it I would go but I don't think I would sit next to them and get my toes done. You know what I mean? Like get my my pedicure. But if it were just Kylie and I and she was little and seven then I would sit next to her and I would get it done and like well, that, sure. that's my kid. Yeah. I wouldn't be weird. But yeah, I guess that would be weird, I guess, you know? I, I I mean, we could just. I we. I have another idea. Is that here at Unbecoming Bay, we just don't think that men should get pedicures. <laughs> just, I don't know. I mean, I'll just say an absolute. I don't give a fuck. You know. Uh, <laughs> then we don't have to worry about the judgment. That's going what? on. The, that's going on the real. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we land on that. Uh, so we. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the concert. I went to the concert last night. It was built to spill. Carry the zero. <laughs> Andrew Yang's favorite song. He's big into math. He's Asian. And the band that opened up for him, though, I have to tell you, not not Paul and the Trees. Paul Shalotta, the Staten Island guy who lives in Dallas, Texas, bought me a drink. Not that guy. But the second opening act, four women, one dude. Uh, four guitarists well, one of the guitarists she's the uh, seems to be the main singer one of the, the primary lead singers mm-hmm. plays keyboards but then she switched over to guitar and uh the drummer uh, i believe uh like andrew yang uh she may be uh, asian don't know if she's good at math uh but man prism bitch they fucking rock i'm not even joking they were all in jumpsuits very millennial hipster they could have had an adult swim 12 minute adult swim show uh from the look of them you know i'm gonna put them in their 20s somewhere in their early to mid 20s they could be closer to 30 don't know they're from uh, their website says they rose from the dust of New Mexico. Very funny. Uh, one of the one of the other uh, singer, uh, I think she was the bass player. Uh, she would do a fake British accent every now and again, uh, saying that she was that, that she was from New Eng- uh, New New Mexico. Had the accent, but they they kind of sounded a little bit like the yeah yeah yes, and uh, <laughs> rock man rocked. Love them. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show. Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we touch.